Hello, hello everyone. You know who it is. It's your main man, Dom Fisher, aka the Golden Tooth Geek, aka Pizza Pythagoras. Uh no. Um, but with Geek Vibes Nation here again. But today I'm gonna do something a little different, something I haven't done before, something that I've kinda wanted to do, and that is discuss the South by Southwest Festival. Particularly, more specifically, the 2021 online South by Southwest Festival. Um, you know, with the crazy year that we've, uh, you know, I guess year and, and some change that we've all been going through with the pandemic and quarantine, some things just had to go on. Some things we had to find a way to make it still work. So, a lot of the film festivals and music festivals have had to find new and creative ways to make it still work. And with film, um, just like the other types of uh, reviews I've done, we've we've done them through screening links. We've gotten links from the um, various studios, and that's how we've been able to maintain what we've been able to do so south by southwest uh took upon themselves to like other festivals to do online and be able to experience the full festival as best as you can from the comfort of your home and never mind the sound behind me that you may hear but um normally you know my reviews are in written form, but I had a draft. Not sure where I left off at, I was interrupted a little bit, but anyway, um, yeah, you know, normally I do written reviews and I had a compendium type of uh, review I was working on for like a whole bunch of different of the films I was able to watch and uh, it disappeared somehow. Uh, my draft got deleted, but it's all cool. I'm going to kind of... Uh, I know what I was saying. I'm going to kind of freestyle some of these, though, a little bit. Um, but just to kind of give you uh, insight onto the, the festival, and this is the first time I had ever um, done a full festival. I've done partial festivals, where there's a couple movies from uh, specific films for a festival, but... In this case, you know, me and um, our other writer, uh, Dylan, both got to take place in this festival. And when I tell you there are so many good films, like I know there's hundreds and thousands of submissions and they have to somehow dwindle it down to a finite number, which has got to be tremendously difficult uh, and a long process. Um... But, uh, and then of course, uh, there's music and there's, you know, keynote speakers and whatnot. It's a whole um, thing. And then they did a, like a, vir- a lot of virtual stuff. And it's, it was very, it's a very fun, cool thing to do. Um, so when things open back up, I hope to be able to actually go to Austin and, and do it in person um, next year and the year after. Um, but, uh, it's new. It's new to me. 
I believe it was new for Dylan. So I was um, somewhat overwhelmed. Um, there's a lot. It's a lot to to watch, and you're like, "What do I watch?" And I don't want to leave anything out. And um, you know, you're just like, "Oh no, I I've, I don't want to miss anything." And there's set times, and at first I wasn't sure if the time windows were like it's only good for this window. And then I come to find out that you know, once it's up, it's, you know, it's up until the festival ends. Uh, most of them, at least. Um, but I had a great time. It is um, very, very, um, a very important thing, you know what I mean? Um, There's a lot of films that, and stories that, you know, need to be told that necessarily you wouldn't see in a major theater, whether it's a a full-length feature or if it's a short. Um, So this is a, a big chance to, you know, take in a lot of culture at one time. Um, so yeah, the, the people were very nice. The, the board members, the head of, you know, the festivals and all the, the PR people that, you know, reach out there, everybody. I mean, I haven't had really too many negative, uh, experiences in this, you know, I guess industry, uh, as of yet. Um, I feel like you treat people like, you know, the whole saying, treat people like when we treat it. I think I'm a cool person and I talk to people like, you know, we're family or friends or something. So that's how I normally get treated as well. Um, but to get into some of the film, the first thing I watched was Lily Topples the World. Now, I'm going to give you a quick synopsis of what it's about. I'm going off IMDb because I don't have my sheet <laughs> that I have, my notes. Um, but Lily topples the world. I was a 20-year-old Lily Havish, the world's greatest domino toppler and the only woman in her field. And a coming-of-age story of artistry, passion, and unlikely triumph. Now, Lily is big on YouTube. More than likely, you've seen um, one of her domino uh, topplings uh, at some point online. Um, I had, you know, I didn't know who she was beforehand. And then once I saw some of the videos playing that went viral on the internet, I was like, oh, I didn't know who that was. You know, a lot of times you don't, they don't, you know, you see these videos go viral, the person isn't always credited. But, um, it's a movie, a film, a documentary that is is vi- visually very satisfying. I mean, you get to see um, all these very intricate, very time-consuming pieces of art, essentially, um, be set up and the whole inner workings of how this happens. Um, and it's a story also of, like, uh, a young woman, out like they, like I said in the synopsis, she's one of the only people or one of the only women in um, her field. Um, and at the time, the only one. I'm sure there's more now um, because her influence has helped. You know, it gives confidence to others who want to do something like that and uh, that don't necessarily think that oh, maybe it's not 
you know, it's just a hobby or maybe the people think it's whatever. But um, it's, it's crazy that, like, she, you know, is very intelligent. She was going to college and, you know, realized, like, you know, I can make money off these dominoes. I'm going viral and I have all these this following and, you know, we're always told, like, you know, you got to figure out what you want to do in life. And it's always, you know normal things it's safe things you know go to college you know go to school to be an engineer a doctor or whatever business and not always happy and she found something that made her happy and said you know what this is what I'm gonna do and she takes upon herself to say hey I'm not doing college anymore I miss my friends or whatever but this is the path I'm going to forge. And it's a movie that it just makes you happy after you watch it. You know, you watch and you're going on this journey and you seeing somebody honestly um, living out their dreams. Like someone with um, she, just passion for this thing that she loves. And you can see it, you know, you can see the way she meticulous, how she does it and how she... Uh, I mean, she clearly sees things differently than the majority of people. I mean, the way that the things you set up, you have to see it before you make it, you know, and you see things in in 4D almost, you know, it's 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 crazy. Um, But yeah, it's just like, you know, her, her the way the movie and her life is crazy that. You know, this about dominoes, and her life is also like a domino. It's everything's falling into place in this grand way, in a very pleasing way for her, and as we see the outcome. Um, and you know, seeing somebody traverse a unknown um, realm, you know, you don't hear of famous domino topplers. It's just not a thing. But now she, even if there was people already in the field, she's making it more of a popular thing um so yeah i mean it's it's a very pleasant and pleasing uh documentary to watch um i think it's still making festival rounds uh so if you happen to come across it uh please check it out um i'd give it a a 4.5 out of 5 um just a great story and one that uh, I think everyone should see, especially, you know, the, the young people that uh, are trying to find their their thing. They're, they're trying to figure out where, what and how they want to do things going forward. And I think that is a it's a great documentary to watch. So, yeah, Lily topples the world. It's the first thing I watched. Then, I second thing I watched, I started to get into some of the shorts. <laughs> and I came across Squeegee, right? I love comedy. I love um, comedy that's a little off its rocker a little bit. Uh, unexpected comedy uh, is, is best. Um, you know, when you don't really know what is, uh, going to happen is when you don't, especially when something you don't realize is a comedy initially, 
right? Because a lot of stuff I go into, um, like I do a lot of film like reviews. I don't um, watch trailers too much. I don't want to have too much of a expectation going in, right? So I get to squeegee and um, squeegee is about a high-powered CEO meets high-rise window washer for an erotic rendezvous on opposite sides of her skyscraper window. I mean, I don't know if you just that description right there. Um, I mean, it's it's weirdly. Um, I mean, it's comically erotic. I mean, you have this full um, scenario, the sexual scenario set up inside of an office, and and it's and it's one of those things where you like as you're watching it, you're like. Is this the first time this has happened? It seems a little too natural. Or is it just one of those two people lock eyes and there's automatically chemistry? Um, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, I don't know, man. It's hard to describe without watching it, honestly. I mean, you have this high powered exec, she's in her office and, sees the guy and the guy's like oh man she's cute you know and you know he's probably thinking like i have no shot you know she's clearly on the in the top of this high rise and i'm washing her windows but then she's like oh yeah you know he, cute too and it just turns into this like this this weirdly erotic thing where they're going back and forth through the window making out with each other through the window you know it's it's um i don't know man it's it's a it's a good watch it's a short um it's it's goes by pretty quick but it's i mean it's funny dude um i'm sure it's also still making festival rounds um but it's one that like once i watched it I had to go, like, get my wife. I'm like, you have to watch this with me. I need someone. That's one of the things. That's what it is. It's one of those ones where you need someone to experience it with you once you've seen it. Because <laughs> it, 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 it's a, it takes you, you know, you get taken aback. You're like, what, what did I just watch? And why was this hilarious but then, like, hot at the same time, right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, definitely... Uh, check out Squeegee. This, I mean, this this is one that you really don't have to read too much into, but you can do like the whole like maybe a classism thing or a um, you know, there's a lot of things that you could possibly read into it. But I feel like this is one that you just want to live in the outrageous and enjoy it for that. Um, but you can make some deeper. Um, suggestions about it um but i would definitely give squeegee i'd say about a three and a half to a four on uh on my rating 
next I watched, and this was a a short. Um, I guess you could. Yeah, it's a short. I mean, it's it's only. A, it was only about thirty minutes, maybe. Um, this one was Sophie and the Baron. Now, Sophie and the Baron is the charming story of an unlikely friendship between iconic Rolling Stone magazine photographer Baron Woman, and at the end of his prolific career and uh, up-and-coming artist Sophie Kipner at the beginning of hers, takes us on an uplifting journey into an artistic collaboration that transcends eras and mediums. Um, I, I This one... Uh, one... I love a documentary or any kind of film that kind of introduces me to an aspect of life that I'm not quite familiar with, right? This one was Blind Contouring, and I've seen this type of art before, but I didn't know how it was done, and I didn't know um, exactly what I was looking at. Um, So essentially what Blind Contouring is is when you, um, the artist is... Uh, takes like a, a maybe a image or maybe something they see and you paint or draw the picture without um, looking at the canvas you're working on and you don't lift up the um, your utensil um, and I mean the artwork is amazing um and i believe like you know she met him as a bartender and then you know certain people you meet changes your life you know whether big or small but it can change your your path and you know she wanted to create um a work of art based off of you know photos iconic photos that he had taken um and it's just full of light and positive energy and history. It's 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 um, really enjoyable. Uh, I believe it was done by or produced or directed by um, oh no, I can't remember the name. Um, Corny Cox. Um, and. You know, there's one thing, like a quote I took from it was, you know, you got to follow your bliss. And it kind of runs in with, you know, um, Lily topples um, topples the world. It's like, yeah, you do got to follow your bliss. You know, do what makes you happy. You know what I mean? You, you can't uh, just base your life off what everybody else thinks of your life or what you should be doing because, you know, we don't all have the right answer. But this movie, um, this short, it makes you want to do that, you know. Uh, You see this person taking life into their own hands and, it, you know, when you have pure intentions and and it's happiness, you know, it tends to go the right way. Um, And... You know, I think eventually at the end, you know, you see some of the artwork. And I love, like, she did a Nipsey Hustle one. And I was like, oh, man, I want that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was it was great. I mean, the, um, the back and forth. I mean, it's not only just the beginning of her career and the end of his. It's, it's two different generations meeting in the middle. And her artwork being 
like the child of the bridging of the gap uh, situation. Uh, so yeah, you know, Sophie and the Baron, I gave it like a four, um, four to four and a half. It's it's great. Um, it's one of those ones where you smile the entire time while you're watching it, and you're also curious. You're like, oh man, this is really cool, and you know, uh, those make some of the best films when you can learn something new that you didn't know before. It just makes it, you know, all the much better. Next, we had uh, I watched um, one of the first ones that kind of. Um, related to um like directly related to what was going on and it's called um i'm fine thanks for asking um when a recently widowed mother becomes homeless she convinces her eight-year-old daughter that they are only camping for fun while working to get them off the streets but yeah this one um i mean it's one of those ones that we can all relate to, um, especially with the, the pandemic. Um, people were losing jobs. People were trying to figure out where the next paycheck was going to be. How do we move forward from here? Because we didn't expect it to last as long as it did. And this one r- really like is an eye opener, right? It's a uh, it just it it's one that also um, it's 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 one that relates also to like a lot of people's experiences in general. You know, you want the best for your kid, and you don't want them to let them know that things are a lot worse than they uh, they they seem. So you like, oh, you know, this is just to get us by. This is just this, and then you have to. <laughs> move forward in a way that um, is dignified right or as best as you can to let them know that everything's fine you know we're gonna make it we'll be okay because nothing's worse than your kid worrying about you worrying about your whole life situation Um, I thought the writing was good Um, it's funny when it needs to be um it's directed by Kelly Callie and Angelique Molina and also written by Kelly Callie and Angelique Molina and Roma Kong. Um, Dion Cole's in it. Uh, and it's one of those ones where, like, <laughs> it stressed me out. It felt very real. You know, you're on this journey with this mom and she has to do, you know, odd jobs to to make ends meet and try to get this money to get into a new place. And, you know, you see the the wrong, you know, so to speak, wrong turn she makes. And you're like, no, like you're going to you're going to mess it up. You're going to uh, you're not going to make your deadline. And oh, why'd you do that? So the whole movie is very like <laughs> it's stressful in a, a lot of ways because you want this person to make it. You're. You know, I bought into the character very early, and I'm like, yo, you gotta make it, man. What are you doing? Why'd you do this? And it's very realistic in a very real way. Um, to story of perseverance. Uh, I mean, she's wearing a mask in, in the film, so you know it's very recent when they shot it, you know. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of it's kind of scary, like, in a real-life way, not in, like, a horror movie way, but in a practical, uh, fear type of way. Um, and this is a full-length feature. Um, I loved it. I, uh... I think I believe, I believe I let my, uh, you know, have my wife watch this one with me, uh, as well. Um, she loved it as well. So, yeah, it was, it's a, it's a great film. The acting was great. Um, I felt very engulfed into the movie. Um, yeah, it's very easy to get sucked in and you're on this, you know, journey of someone, going from the the tent on the side of the road to trying to get into an apartment and one wrong move can possibly jeopardize it all and you start back with square one um so it's a very very good story um i give it a four four out of five um solid solid film Alright, next was another short titled A Tale Best Forgotten. This one um, is uh, in a house by a river that lamented as it ran, lived a father and his daughter and the dog-headed man. Right? This is a murder ballad. This is a about a five-minute short and it's shot in a very creative way. Um, then, you know, when you see transitions, you know, we normally see them fade in, fade out, side to side. This one is like vertical progression, you know, things going up and down. And there's the, the ballad goes on, I believe it's based on a poem, the, um, the story transitions as well. And it's very eerie it's so it's so good you know and you guys know that i'm a, a horror fan um uh, so the, the cinematography for this it's creative and then it adds a layer to the horror um because you uh there's just a uh a level that i don't know it just i wasn't i wasn't expecting it um but it's like a father and daughter and they live in a secluded area by a river with a dog-headed man and it, it creates a lot of questions of like um and he resembles the Grim Reaper by the way and you're like is the dog-headed man like the dad is this you know it's, it's a lot of questions with this one and this what makes it even more eerie um but the dog-headed man you know he feeds off the the random boys that the daughter brings to the house and is there before they ever got there i think and this i don't know man it's <laughs> it's another one that this is one that you really have to see and um i enjoyed it a lot man like it gets stuck in your head too after you see it the whole uh little poem it's it's the way it's told the voice that the i'm not sure the woman's name who does the the recording of the voice but it's it's eerie man it's perfectly eerie um so yeah, that one you get this feeling of dread as you're watching it, and it's great. I, I loved it. I, I watched it probably 
three or four times, maybe maybe five. I'll just you know, it's one of those ones where I was like, okay, and then I needed to watch it again, like to see, make sure I saw what I saw, and then trying to figure it out. But uh, no, it's great. You know, I give it, I give it a three point five. You know, it, it only because it. Uh, I had a lot, I still have questions, but um, it still was still was really good. All right, this next one was one of the most eye-catching and one of the ones with the I felt like the the coolest title this one is called the spine of night now this one is a ultra-violent epic fantasy set in the land of magic or set in the land of magic follows heroes from different eras and cultures battling against a malevolent force now this one has a hell of a cast you have Lucy Lawless, Richard E. Grant, Patton Oswalt, Joe Manganiello, uh, Patrick Breen. Um, you have, um, I mean, a lot of great Jason Gore, um, Larry Fezzedin. I mean, this one was very um, well thought out. Um, it's animated-ish, right? So you have, uh, it's retroscoped animation, so it's kind of, you know, the actor uh, with, like, animation on top, so the animation can be over the top, right? <clears throat> you can, so you get still get this realistic feel of a person, but then animation over top adds a layer to the to the film. It looks great. Um, it, it, the, whole, the whole thing kind of reminded me of, like, Troy meets Heavy Metal 2000. Um, I mean, it's brutal. It's bloody. Um, it was, I mean, so, you know, if you into that kind of thing, I was. Um, if you're not, it's not going to be for you, but I, I found it pretty, pretty great. Um, there's lots of magic and it's, it's, a, it's a lot about, um, it's about mankind. Um, and there's a quote that I had written down that, you know, um, there was a couple. Do you do you mistake? Uh, oh, do mistake. Don't mistake uh, the desire for power with the desire for knowledge. Um, and then everything mankind fights and dies for, lives and hopes for, it is meaningless. It is all for naught. Um, mankind must not know. So I mean, like, just it's it's a. Uh, it kind of, like most things of those, uh, this realm, it kind of dives into this, um, the humanity's need for control and power. You have this thing that, um, this magical, uh, bloom, this flower that they, this one, uh, a very small number have come across, well, a number of people have come across. And then once they see what it can do, when they can hold this power, it transforms even the most noble of people, or seemingly noble people, into a power-hungry monster. Um, so it's a it's a big epic. It's long, um, but like I said, if you're not into like the kind of um, realm of kind of like a Lord of the Rings type where like there's very intricate names that are at first kind of hard to remember. So you're trying to remember 
like as they mention names going in the very beginning you're like okay so this person is that person okay who are this person referencing um so that's what took, it took me a minute at first um but once you get get into it you know about 15 20 minutes in the names start to make sense you remember who's who um and uh it becomes a lot easier but um special effects is great the story is crazy um and the, the thirst for domination and rebuilding civilization uh, in this film is uh, is crazy. Uh, it's, and it's just weird that, like, <laughs> when you think of, like, evil beings in, in different movies, they're like, I want to create the world in my image. And, like, so you want everybody to look like you or, to, like, to think like you? Or which one? Because, like, I don't think I want everybody to look like me. That'd be kind of weird if my wife had a beard and a, a bald head. I don't know if I, <laughs> that's my thing, right? So like, it, it always, you know, it's weird, but um, you have people hoarding knowledge, hoarding wealth, hoarding goods and supplies. And then, I mean, it, it it's almost a mirror to like, and it's crazy, like it's set back in, you know, of course, like a medieval type time and it still mirrors today. You know, those who have don't want to share and they only, want to be around people that are like themselves it's, it's crazy man um but it's it's definitely worth watching if i believe it is on demand now or on blu-ray dvd um so check that out if you find it um, i think i believe it is i believe when i talked to um one of the pr people on their team they were saying that it's soon going to be on VOD. So look at, look for that. The Spine of the Night. It's 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 a cool movie, man. I love... I didn't know I liked the retroscope look that much, but it was really... It really... Like, if you if you at some point or any point were able to find yourself, like, feigning away from the story, just the look of it, it looks so cool. Um, with these epic tales and these uh, lore that happens in the movie of how things came to be. Um, there's a lot to appreciate for this film um so yeah i mean it's a bloody good time bloody brutal uh sword fighting monsters um battles it's a it's a fun watch um it's he- it's a little heavy it's a little heavy but in in a good way so uh yeah i give that one i give it about a three and a half um three and a half out of five 3.75 maybe you know um, but yeah I enjoyed it alright next I'm gonna talk about um, <laughs> one of the craziest ones that I saw um, it is very adult swim-esque um, it is it is crazy <laughs> it, is, it is really crazy it's called Run That Shit. Um, Run That Shit is a dark comedy centered around one night of theft, poop, and murder. Um, and dude, like, so you get like a rapper or, or you know, amateur rapper. You know, my mixtape is fire, right? <laughs> he's he's out um, hustling mixtapes by a gas station. And he's like, yo, my, my son's fire. I know a dude who's popping now. And like he was just like he's my homie, and all of a sudden he blew up, 
And he's like, why is why is this happening to him but not me? And then he comes across, you know, uh, a way to, like, essentially sell his soul to become rich and famous. Um, but which means, which is weirdly comes to run that shit, literally. And if you're not familiar with run that, it means, like, give it up. You know, I'm going to rob you. Give me that. And he has to... Uh, he has to like steal like a I can't remember the specific name for it, but it's a pot the dude is pooping in, and the guy who's like the the demon, the the Satan of the story, is like I need these things, and I can make this happen for you, like I made it happen for him. Um, it's weird, it's trippy, um, and the only reason it came down to like he sold his soul because his his mixtape wasn't moving. But it's, it's weird, bro. Like, <laughs> it is, um, it is, I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those ones I don't, you don't know quite what to make of it. It's just crazy, um, like acid trip type of story, man. Like, this is one of those, and with the visuals, it's just like, like, some, yeah, this is a shroom trip, you know? Um, yeah, it's just, it's so, it's, it's wacky, man. It's something that you would definitely, like, you fall asleep with Cartoon Network on, and then you wake up at 3.30 in the morning, and you're like, what, what is this? But it's so off the wall that you can't take your eyes away. You, like, have to finish it. And it's like, a, uh, I forgot to say, this is a short, but you have to see it. You're like, what is going to happen at the end of this? I need to, I need to see this to the end, because this is just so crazy. Um, but... Yeah, man, it's, um, <laughs> I don't, I know this sounds crazy, I don't even know, uh, I don't even know if I, I ranked this one, because I didn't, initially, because I, I was so, like, what did I, what did I just watch? I'm so, I'm so thrown off by this, and um, this was one of the, uh, the, the, like, in the midnight section, or, you know, premiere related night, and it's kind of with the horror films, um, I'd probably give it a three, um, it didn't, <laughs> it's so wacky and it, and it almost seemed like it, it, it was just for fun. It, it didn't seem like there was a complete, uh, complete, uh, message to it. Um, but it's, it's entertaining, you know, um, it's an entertaining watch. So yeah, run that shit with exclamation point. You feel me? Uh, yeah, that is crazy. Um, next is another short, and this one was really creative, really vibrant, really cool. Um, it's called Nuvo Rico. Nuvo Rico is a, a brother and sister stumble upon a celestial secret that changes their lives forever and launches them into reggaeton stardom, but they discover that fame comes at a deep price. Right. So this one is animated, and... The animation, I, it, I don't know, it fits the, the the film so well. It fits it so well. Um, it's 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 like I said, it's vibrant, but it's like a this neon vibrant that like it's really eye popping, right? And um, the music, if I mean, if you don't like reggaeton, you're not gonna really mess with the music too much. But if I mean, if you've never heard it, or if you're unsure about it, this movie kind of like, you know, it's got this whole vibe to it, and uh, everything just flows really well. It's kind of trippy, you know what I mean? And it's, um, 
you know, I caught, you know, I think I was going to be like, I put in there like sex, drugs, and reggaeton, you know what I mean? The brother and sister, and the, the brother, he starts to uh, fall for the okie doke, right? He fell too deep into it when they were trying to be pure and trying to put on for they, uh, put on for they, they, they place, right? For the, the island. And then he gets lost in the sauce, essentially, you know? And, he becomes what he didn't want to become, you know. He's just all about, I'm lit out here, you know. Look at all the girls and the money, you know. We, we the biggest thing. We do what we want to do. And then the sister's like, like bro, like, you, you you selling out. Um, and, you know, the, the quote I took from it is like, we stole from the guys and they want blood because they, uh, it wasn't meant for them. The, 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 the island was looking for the next champion and... They wanted to be it, but sign that contract and you lose yourself. Um, so it's um, it's one of the ones where you, you lose yourself and you forget where you come from. Um, and then when that happens, you don't stay true to yourself and who you were and who you are. You know, everything takes a turn for the worse. Um, but yeah, this rigaton infused animation. Um, I mean, once you, if you, I mean, all these films, you look the trailers up on YouTube um, to see what they're, they're fully about. But once you see this one, you're going to want to watch it, you know, just off like the way that it looks, the way that it sounds. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I watched it uh, a couple of times. It's a. Uh, it's really good, man. It's really good. And it's a story that we can all relate to. Like, you know, and the, I, I know I've said it a couple of times, but that's what makes a lot of films good is relatability. You know, if you can't relate somewhat to a story, it takes you out of it a little bit. Um, and I just happen to have, be, you know, I feel like I'm a well-rounded person. I've been around a lot, seen a lot, lived a lot. Um, so relate to a lot of different things and you know even if you can't directly relate you can relate to you know um you or someone you know you might have sold out a little bit whether it's you know a job you're like oh man i'm never gonna work for the man and you're like oh man i got an office job whatever you know that's what this story is about it's about you seeing the world one way and then becoming the thing you swore you weren't gonna be and then someone trying to check you to get you back to who you really are um but uh, it was it was written really well uh, like i said again visually um it was like an animation that i had i wasn't um uh, you don't see very often like the way that they did it it wasn't your average animation so it stands out you know what i mean it wasn't cookie cutter they took some risk with the animation and it paid off uh, i really enjoyed it that's about a 4.5 for me, you know. Um, so, Nouveau Rico. Um, I'm sure you can... It might still be making festival rounds. It might be online somewhere. Um, definitely, if you can find it and pay for it to watch it, do just that. Uh, the next one that I found very comical is uh, The Other Morgan. It's called The Other Morgan. It's a short, comedy short, um, and you have a girl named Morgan who is uh, an exterminator, and 
she goes to um, exterminate someone's house, somebody, some bats, and then she realizes she knows a girl from high school, and then you know they have this whole awkward exchange, and um, she finds out that her father has passed. And, you know, she goes to the hospital. Um, the other woman is there. They're both named Morgan, right? <laughs> and they're related. And it comes to find out they're half-sisters. And the dad, the father had a whole nother family. And the non-exterminator Morgan, she's more successful. And so she feels kind of... Um, it's for she didn't know about the other family. And then she feels like the other girl, like her life's better. She's like, oh, you know, like, uh, like for she said that there was a whole nother family. But then like the other one, the other Morgan got the whole better life. And then come to find out that that wasn't the case as far as like the other Morgan was jealous of this Morgan and how she you know her relationship that she had and where her life turned out so basically it's one of those ones where um, it's a lesson of being yourself the grass isn't always greener um, and you never know who's jealous of you you know you may think that the things that you have the, thing, the way you live the place you live that you know, it could be better because of this, 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 all these different reasons. But there is someone out there envious of the way you live, envious of the things you have. Um, and a lot of times, you know, the the first Morgan, she was happy with her life until she realized how the other Morgan lived and she was fancy and sophisticated. And there was nothing wrong with her life. And, you know, and at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker. Engineering your success. Till she found out, like, how she lived and then that, that they were related, you know. Um, so, like, it's one of those, like, destiny type things. Like, you were destined to, like, live the way you were living at that moment. So, like, be appreciative, you know, um, of what you've got. Uh, now it's it's a very it's very uh, well written. It's it's funny. Um, it's one of the ones where, with the title, you think that it's going to be predictable. And in some ways, there are certain aspects that you, it is, but you're still going to guess. You know, what does this other Morgan mean? Like, is it just the fact that they oh we went to high school together and she's a better version of me? And then but you don't see this twist coming. Um, but yeah, I uh, I find it to be rather enjoyable. It's one that you can watch more than once, um, and just because it's short, a short doesn't mean always mean that they're going to be oh they're rewatchable because they're short. Nah, 
they're not all equal, you know. Uh, this one's good. Um, I give it about a, I give it about a three and a half. Um, three and a half, four. Three and a half, two or four, should I say? Um, it's it's really good. Uh, it's not one like I said that I'm gonna have to over-explain it, uh, but it's pretty. You know, grass isn't always greener. Uh, that's the the biggest takeaway. Uh, but it's definitely one to watch. All right. So next, and by the way, this part, this second half of the podcast review, uh, South by Southwest review, uh, might sound a little different, and that's because I've had to re-record this section of the recording. I uploaded and was editing and realized I sounded like my true demon robotic self that came out and it was all glitchy sounding. So, you know, what's life without adversity, right? Um, I've had to, I'm going to have to, uh, redo some things, but like, hopefully this sounds, uh, not so, you know, soft jazz, uh, (laughs) sounding the midnight hour. Anyway, the next film uh, is a short by the, uh, the name of Stuffed. Stuffed is a musical film about a taxidermist who dreams of stuffing a human and a man she meets online. Uh, so afraid of aging, he volunteers to be her specimen. It's an unexpected romantic spark between them complicates, complicates their plans. Um, this was a good one. This was, uh, as I've said about the some of the other ones, um, it, was ple- it was pleasantly surprising. Um, it's a beautifully morbid um, short. It's it's honestly one of those. Um, it's like almost like a real life. If you took a Tim Burton film an animated Tim Burton film and then like transition that into a live action that's what this feels feels like um and there's a quote that I took from me you know guys I like to take quotes from a lot of the films it kind of gives me kind of an insight into the writer and director's mind of what they want you to kind of get out of the story and the one from this one is live forever by dying today. And it's a, it's kind of goes into our humanity of like wanting to be remembered. Right. So this guy, uh, well, you have this artist who's a, a taxidermist and she does these beautiful taxidermied animals. Um, cause she thinks they're beautiful and wants them to live forever. And of course, wants to do a human next, right? It's the next step, the next level, level up. And this man wants to kind of be, you know, he doesn't want to age anymore. He wants to preserve himself in this state, in that moment of life. Um, to only then, you know, they end up falling in love. Um, he thinks her art is beautiful, and she's like, you know, I have a kindred spirit, but at the same time, you want the you I want to like level up right um and also she gets to keep him forever in that state that he that she sees him in um 
but it's yeah it's a it's an oddly beautiful story it's um and it shows a love that we don't get to see very often you know when we see these love stories in film television it's always two beautiful people right and you look in the mirror at least i do and i'm like yo like i'm all right right i don't ever see nobody on tv falling in love that's I, you know, it's always like the most beautiful people you've seen. And it's like, like, I get it. I get that. Like, these are the actors, but at the same time, like we all don't look like supermodels. So it's, it's always like a story like this being so such a weirdly beautiful story, but also having, you know, people that represent a, a normalcy, some normalcy, right? Um, it's refreshing, you know, um, because if you, you know, we know how people are like in our mindsets that, you know, if you only see beautiful people falling in love, maybe you think you don't deserve it. Right. Maybe you think it can't happen for you. So seeing something like this is a refreshing to see, um, written by, uh, Joss Holden Rea and Theo Rise and directed by Theo Rise. I'm really hoping I say some of these names right. If I don't, I I apologize. Um, it won't be the first time. Um, but yes, great, great short. Um, it's about 19 minutes long. So it's a little bit longer than some of the usual ones, but the, the music to it is is so great and it flows so well. Um, it's it's just great. To, it's great to see, and you know I love a dark, morbid story, especially one like this. Um, so yeah, I give this one. Uh, and oh yeah, and the lighting and the cinematography—it's like dark and kind of stormy feeling, and you know it's 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 shot very well. So I give this a. Um, Give it about a four to a four point five. Had a lot of fun with it. Um, uh, I'm sure it's still making other um, festival rounds. Possibly find it online somewhere. So if you can find it, stuffed. Um, 2021. I think there's other films called Stuff came out previously, but this is the 2021 stuffed short film. Um, so yeah be sure to check that out next we have the end of us now the end of us is your perfect covid comedy this is in the heart or the beginning to the heart of what we've all gone through right this is the one movie the one film that almost everyone on the planet can relate to. Um, we've all gone through this pandemic together, this COVID-19 catastrophe. We've all been through it together. And this film, um, written and directed by Stephen Cantor and Henry Lovener, um, yeah, it's one that we can all relate to. Um, it's, um, after a savage breakup, two exes 
must continue living together when California issues its stay-at-home order for COVID-19. Now they'll try to move on without moving out, right? And it's it's funny to think about, right? We all, like, after the fact or after we realize, like, we are able to live through this, then it's time to laugh at our pain, right? It's time to kind of do some healing through laughter. And this film is that, you know? Uh, a lot of your friends or yourself, people you've seen online are going through, they went through some of these weird scenarios, like having a breakup right as lockdown starts and you, you can't find a place to live because you can't go nowhere. Everything's shut down. Everything is unknown and you have to stay put. Um, it's yeah, it's one of those like I'm married, so it's a little different for me, but I couldn't imagine. I mean, I guess I could uh, imagine a little bit, but like having a breakup to where I guess I've never, I think it's a little different. I've never lived with anybody um, that I had to break up with or they broke up with me. So I never had that scenario, but yeah, that's, it's, it's a scenario that a lot of, I'm sure a lot of people went through. Um, and you know, the, they're both calling their friends and their friends like, forget them. You, you know, you're better off without them. It's like, yeah, but I still can't go anywhere. (laughs) Um, so it's kind of like, do I make it work or do like I do like this film does they, it's a film about, you know, growth, um, transitions, um, because it starts off, you know, they're very immature. Well, one of them is right. (laughs) You have your yin and your yang. Um, you have your alpha and your your beta. You have your um, responsible one. You have your free spirit. You're one that works. You're one that doesn't quite have a job right now. Um, and it's honestly a pretty accurate representation of a lot of relationships. The woman is usually a little more responsible, a little more on her stuff. Um, and a lot of times, you know, as a guy, you know, especially in their, in their twenties, you know, he's trying to kick it and he's trying to chill. He's trying to explore. Uh, maybe I'll do music. Maybe I'll do acting. Maybe, you know, um, I'll try some extracurricular things and, you know, the girlfriend is in her career. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's it's a great it's a great film for laughing at our pain. It's a good way to 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 take a trip back to the middle, beginning and middle of the pandemic, and kind of you know look at things that oh I went through that too, or oh man I remember that because this is almost like a period piece, right? This is a time capsule film. You know, if this hopefully this never happens again, but you can you can you'll be able to go back to this film down the road and show your kids or grandkids or what have you. If you want to give them an example of what happened and not give them some morbid political explanation about what was going on, you go to this film and you're like, this is what we went through. You know, um, there was sadness, there was happiness, there was boredom, creativity and anger. And there was all of it. The, the, the feelings ran the gamut because it was a bunch of unknown things going on. And then you add on this <laughs> relationship 
drama. It just makes for a very entertaining time. Um, so yeah, this is a great film. It's it's written well. It's paced well. Um, I think that this is one that it's it's a good it's a good one to watch with friends. Um, I believe this is now. If I'm not mistaken, on VOD or Blu-ray or both, because um, this is it's one that it's one that we can all latch onto. Like, there's not very many films in the history <laughs> of films that this relates to everyone on the planet simultaneously. It's kind of unique in that way. Like. Yeah, there's been other pandemic type movies, but they're super dark. And at the lot of the time, we hadn't gone through this thing, but this one comes out right on the heels of it all ending. Um, so yeah, it's uh, definitely one to watch. It's definitely one that's going to be. It's in the realm for me, in the realm of like your knocked up, your forty year old version, your you know. Your Judd Apatow type of films. It's got that uh, feel good quality. It's got the, you know, that quality of like whenever you see it on, you'll watch it. You know, you know those films. Um, one of those ones that you may not put it at the top of your list of like best movies of all time, but it may be one of your favorite movies, right? There's a difference. Uh, so, yeah, this is definitely a movie to check out. Um, and I guess, I mean, you can kind of, you know, with it being a lighthearted comedy, you can kind of know what the route that it's going to take, but still be along, but it's still a great journey. Um, so yeah, I give this one a solid four. Um, it's a, it's a good film. It's a solid film. Um, definitely check it out. Next, we have one of my favorite films of the festival it's a psychological thriller it's got um a familiar face in andrea uh riseborough i hope i said her name right um it's set in northern ireland and i've really been loving everything that has been coming out of ireland um as of the past um year or so um, normally it's on the comedy side, but this is one that is a, uh, a pleasant surprise. Um, and it's about a, a mother, um, her and her husband, uh, lose their daughter in a car accident. And of course, it's traumatic and it's hard to deal with going forward. So the relationship strains a little bit. Um, so they end up getting some new neighbors. And the neighbors have um, a, a daughter. And the daughter takes a liking to um, Andrea's character, um, Laura. And as things go on, 
you know, she's being very neighborly. It's a, it's a very tight knit community. She, you know, oh, I, I'll take you home. You, you know, you live right next door, or oh, yeah, I could take you to, you know, these places. And you know, the mom feels a little weird about it, but you know, it's you know, they're neighbors. And they're nice. Um, but she starts to realize that Andrea, uh, not Andrea, but Laura starts to realize that the little girl is saying and doing things that are exactly like her late daughter. And things that she says, little things, the way she puts ketchup on her food, um, she, she feels like it's her, the reincarnation of her daughter. Now, of course, when she, you know, she says to her husband, she sounds crazy. Uh, she has a son as well, and the son isn't really keen on that little girl being over there and feels like she's taking this place um, in his life that, you know, feels that she shouldn't. Now, the movie is a bit of a slow burn, um, but I feel like the, the film is, it's like a, uh, it's like a pretzel, right? It's, you chip away, you chip away, and when you get to the the meat, the heart, the climax of the story. It's got a twist. And this is a film with a twist that I thought I kind of knew what was going to happen. I didn't. I, and I love that. It's very um, it's very re- refreshing, again, I, to say, to to have a twist that... Um, because, you know, I feel like when we, when we get to a movie and we, we start figuring out that this is like some kind of mystery or suspense... We all unconsciously try to figure out, oh, is this the thing or is that the thing or is this the person? And realizing that, oh, this is not at all what I expected. I could have never have guessed that. It just makes the film that much better. Um, so I, I loved it. I love this um, this film. It's you you you're not sure what's gonna happen. You feel, um, you know, is this how sinister can is it going to get um what's going to happen next uh yeah it gives you all those kind of kind of vibes it's full of secrets and lies and deceit and yeah it's just really good the acting is great i love good irish accent as well which if you've listened to any interviews i've done recently you've probably heard that um and uh yeah it's it's just one that was a pleasant pleasant surprise that uh it's definitely worth a watch it's it's very gloomy uh it's rainy it gives you it sets the whole scene for the feel the tone of the movie um and the setting they just they're holding hands it feels it feels very it feels great. It's very authentic feeling. It, it doesn't feel forced. Um, and the... I love a movie that allows you to live in the the moments. Like the silences, the pregnant pauses. Like it allows these moments to like... For it to sink into you when you see two people looking at each other. And one of them is either angry or confused or they're baffled by something and instead of moving on very quickly it allows you to like live in that moment um it does a great job of that 
So yes, Here Before is definitely one to check out. I give it a four to four and a half. Um, very solid film. Oh, and by the way, that one is a full length as well as um, The End of Us is a full length feature. Um, now, the next one is a short. It's a horror short. Uh, actually, a lot of the shorts that um, I watched were around the realm of horror. Um, I liked a lot of the shorts were horror uh, shorts, and there was some dramatic ones, a few comedy. But of course, um, I gravitated towards the horror. I did watch a lot of the other ones too. But as I said again, these are uh, my favorites from the festival. Um, but the next one, like I said, is horror. It's called don't peek now don't peek um is it's it's very uh topical right it is a um the height uh, made i'm guessing it was written and made during the height of everyone playing um animal crossings for nintendo switch um so it's a, a young lady uh, I'm assuming in her early 20s. She's in her room, you know, in the dark. She's laying there playing playing the game. And all of a sudden, you have this... Uh, you start to realize, hey, whatever I'm doing in the game is happening. She hits a light. The light turns off. Open a drawer or shut a drawer and the drawer shuts and then you start to realize uh there's some creature in the game well if all these things are happening in the game in reality is that creature also here and this creature is trying to get out of the game now the tone of this film is very um it's very still, right? It's it's uh, it feels unsettling because there's not a lot of noise going on. It's you know, it's silent in your house as you're watching it, and it's silent in the film. Um, it begins to com- the game begins to communi- communicate with the creature. You know, can you open this door? Let me in. You know, ask her to answer, and she's like, Nah, it's keeps trying to get out. Um. But thinking nothing of it, you know, eventually the creature does um, materialize, scares the mess out of her. And, you know, I don't want to give too much away. This is one of the ones that I feel like, you know, just give a lot away. But the film is um, it's a cool concept. Um, I think we've all played games like that and that a game like a Sims um Animal Crossings, where you can make everything look very much like your own environment uh, as much as you can, make it look like something completely um, foreign or alien. Um, but it's got jump scares. They're they're the the good kind. They're not completely like just there to make you jump. They're there because this thing is going to make you jump. Um, and yeah, it's. It's pretty. It's a pretty short one. It's one I've watched, I watched multiple times. It's one that once you see it, 
it's such a cool thing that you want to show somebody. Um, and it's, it kind of falls under like more of your classic horror. Um, as far as like, there's a, a supernatural creature type of thing that happens and it's pretty straightforward. Um, it's nothing overly deep. It's just a cool concept. Um, and I guess you could, uh, you could, you could find a deep meeting out of anything. So you could find one, but I don't think that it was really trying to be overly deep. Um, it was just a cool concept. Um, it's a solid, it's a solid four. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, I thought it was really cool. My wife liked it as well. So yeah, you, you gotta look forward online. Um, don't peek. Um, again, I'm sure it's going to be I'm sure all of these will be making multiple festival rounds. Um, so be on the lookout. Next, we have another horror film. Now, this one is another pretty deep favorite for me because this film is very unique very um it's, it, i feel like it falls into somewhat of a untapped realm of um of horror um because i hadn't really seen anything like it it's kind of i mean it's it's got tones of saw um but it's unlike unlike anything else really that I've seen at least in a while and it is called Sound of Violence it is the uh, synopsis is Alexis recovered her hearing during the the brutal murder of her family when she was 10 the visceral experience awakened synesthetic abilities in her and started her on an orphan path of self-discovery through the healing music of brutal violence. She goes on to pursue a career in teaching and experimenting to find new sounds. She is supported by, oh, she is supported and loved by her roommate, Marie, who is unaware of the dark secrets behind Alex's unique music and the part she unknowingly plays. Faced with the likelihood of losing her hearing again, <clears throat> Alexis escalates her pursuits, uh, her pursuit of her masterpiece through gruesome sound experiments and devastating designs. She won't let anything stop her, not even love. Now, when you explain just visually what you see in this movie it's one of those ones where you go what <clears throat> that sounds crazy i don't think i've even seen, seen anything like that never heard anything described like that and that's where this uniqueness comes um you have a very a very shocking and visceral moment in the beginning to how this thing jump starts um it doesn't waste any time trying to lollygag and create this um 
overly done uh, persona because you learn more and more about the character as the movie progresses, right? Without having to give a whole entire backstory. It's just, we know that she was deaf, uh, the murder of her family happens, and then as she sees it, it awakens this thing in her. It's seeing sounds and using <laughs> those said sounds later on as she gets older into music is is something so like crazy like can you imagine you know um dj premiere uh a rap music you know uh dead mouse marshmallow somebody like a dj using their mpc drum machines to to uh to make music using horrific sounds like and the film is such a like a experimental thing, such a unique thing that I can easily see this being a cult classic. It's definitely gonna be a cult classic, a uh, cult hit. It's definitely gonna be one that other films borrow from. And I can definitely see in future Halloweens where some musically inclined people do the same thing. They'll take uh, monster sounds, horrific, sounds and and make them into some kind of halloween type of um beats playlists and whatnot um and you know when something is a little different you know it's gonna not it's gonna rub a lot of people the wrong way at first because people are familiar and when you see something unfamiliar, um, because I feel like even though this is in the horror thriller category, it is something that we're not used to. And people tend to see that as, oh, it's not like this, so it's not good. And uh, they'd be wrong. <laughs> they would be very wrong in this case um, because different is better in this case um oftentimes it's better you know we like to see new things we need we like to see boundaries pushed and this film definitely does that um especially because it comes from like you have this person who's basically your your jigsaw type of character and she's just a young college student like she it's a a character that you would not expect to be the mastermind behind um you know torture pop <laughs> you know uh don't know what else you you call it you know her killer beats if you will <laughs> um so yeah and and the fact that the 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 progression of the the violence in the film along with the uh, the um unraveling and the plummeting of her psyche because she is so badly needs to keep her hearing and make these sounds um her, her character spins out of control and it so you have these these two parallels happening at the same time and it just makes for a very entertaining film um 
it's it's very creative um written and directed by alex neuer um and i'm not sure if this is alex's first film um first like directing wise but if it is i can't wait to see what else uh to do uh, that he's gonna do um and I think, uh, at least I think this might be his first uh, full-length uh, directorial job. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great film. Uh, I have a buddy who's also a critic. He saw it as well, and he agrees. It's it's a very it's something that you don't expect. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a solid, a solid four, uh, three and a half to four. You know, this is one of those ones where um, it's gonna it's gonna be ones that I think that's gonna age well. It's gonna get better over time. Um, so yeah, definitely on the lookout. Sound of Violence. I believe this is also on VOD. Uh, as of a couple weeks ago so be sure if you come across it to uh, peep game you feel me (laughs) Um, so yeah and next we have and I say next but also last um, of my favorites and when I say favorite a lot of the, the films I watched were very good and these are just the ones that you know you you put in your pocket and take with you these are the ones that like really stuck with me there was a lot of great titles um some of which um dylan had already written about so i didn't want to go over but the ones like he watched like uh i think there's one in particular that he didn't really care for i kind of liked it um Maybe I'll tackle that one on another day. But as I said, last but not least, um, is a a short by I believe um, a high school student. Um, I guess two high school students really, um, and it's called a really dark comedy. It is about um, <clears throat> in a uh, in a frantic rush to ask his crush out to prom Gus and his friend Elliot speed to her house unbeknownst to the horrors that lie on the road now this is one that yeah if you watch it it might be a little predictable but these are some young people that are just getting into the game, right? They don't have a big budget and they were able to still make, I mean, hell really, the budget was probably camera and editing, um, but they're able to make something that is genuinely funny. And I believe they won an award for this. Um, it's, it's, I mean, as a teenager, as a young man, when I was a young man, this is a very relatable story. You know, him and his buddy, Gus and Elliot, they're sitting in the car. Um, and he's he's trying his best to muster up um, 
the the nerve to go ask his girl. And his buddy's like, yeah, I mean, you got to go and you do this. And he's like, you know, he, he, it's the whole, like, I don't know, man. What if she says no? And it's like, that's like the worst she can say. But, <laughs> and uh, you have this weird, ominous, uh, mysterious car driving up and down the road as they're in the car talking. And you're like, why is this car speeding up and down the road? It kind of makes no sense, but teenagers make no sense. <laughs> but then, you know, um, they realized that, oh, man, we've hit uh, her car. I mean, her her dog. How can I go ask her out if I've just killed her dog? This is not going to work. She's not going to say yes. She's going to be devastated. <laughs> and it seemed as this is a dark comedy. What is they? What do they do? Make with the bright idea that since this guy is zooming up and down the road, let's just throw the dog in his path, and that guy killed the dog. <laughs> and while covered in the dog's blood, holding a sign that says, Will you go uh, to prom with me? Like, it's hilarious. Like, the banter um, is... The banter is great. It's well-written. The comedy, like, the uh, the humor... It's timed very well. Um, and that just kind of goes to show you with, even with some of these other short films that if you, if it's well written um, and well thought out, you don't need a huge budget to make something great. So, you know, a lot of, and that's the, the downside to um, people who are not fully invested in film is that they they don't see something of like a high production quality. They automatically assume that um, it's not good or it's not worth the time, but that's just not the case. Um, you know, you don't you don't unless you're you know trying to do something like uh, you know high, you know, CGI or explosions or stunts and things like that. Yeah, you might need a bigger budget and you want things to look a certain way, but if you're just trying to tell an honest story, you don't necessarily need a huge budget, you know, which, you know, a lot of that goes to act the actors and crew and all these things. But the future's bright for Jackson Coates and uh, Manasee, I'm not going to, I don't want to butcher this last name, so <laughs> I'm not going to try. Um, but it's, it's funny, man. It's, it's very, very good way to, to, to end your night. Um, so be on the lookout, a really dark comedy. It's only five minutes. Uh, hopefully he's able to get this into um, other festivals. I believe um, they are residents of Texas. So, you know, a lot of film festivals, they take a lot of submissions or a certain number of submissions from the state or city that the festival is held in. Um, and I believe they are Texas high school students, maybe now graduates. Um, but yeah, it's 
I love I love comedy. I want to as much as I love horror, and it's honestly just like it's some pure humor, man. It's 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 not trying hard. It's just life moments, and then what you're gonna do while you're in that moment. It's it's honestly just a really good time. So yeah, um, I had a great time during South by Southwest. Um, I hope to. Um, be in person next year, if not the next year. I'm sure, you know, with things opening back up slowly but surely, we will be in person uh, unless some other crazy, disastrous thing happens, uh, like another... I'm not even going to say it out loud because I don't want it to happen. But um, I appreciate uh, the acceptance into being part of this film festival, this film art festival, film music art. Um, I got to watch some of the music. I didn't, couldn't focus on it as much as I'd like to. Um, but the, the, the music I did get to watch and experience um, was great. It was fantastic. Um, and I even, you know, watched uh, some of the prior performances from the year before. And then, you know, which made me download some music um there were some some bands i think from uh, or a band from i believe south korea um that was really good so yeah appreciate everyone who uh worked at south by southwest all the filmmakers artists who were able to put in a lot of time into their crafts and give us some fantastic art uh and um since this was fairly new to to myself and Dylan um we didn't really have like a set way how we wanted to do um you know do this thing so the next time we're we plan on the next festival whether it's South by Southwest or anything else we plan on doing a favorites podcast um after the festival is over um, and like I said before, this is new to me as far as breaking down or reviewing these films in audio form rather than written form. Um, I, uh, there are so many, I figured I could kind of get them to you this way and you can get a palatable, um, breakdown of the films rather than, you know, uh, reading, you know, a whole bunch of of my reviews. Um, cause I did, I did plan on putting them all into one big review. Um, it just, it got deleted and there was a lot of work gone that I couldn't recreate. So this is, uh, what it turned into this podcast review format. Um, if you like this, I will do it more. Uh, I'm still want to do some written versions of some of these films. Uh, I think they deserve uh, me to be able to fully articulate the way I felt about them. Um, but I try to give you in the spoken form the uh, just, you know, it's like a chat and me telling you, like, this is what was good about. This is what wasn't good, uh, which I don't I try not to, to focus on negative because everything ain't for everybody. So if you ever really read anything of mine, you know, I never go too negative. 
Um, because you can not like something but still talk good about it, you know? It's easy to just tear things down. I could tear down my favorite thing in the world. So I would just rather not go that route when I talk about things. Um, but yeah, I had a great time. South by Southwest is great. Um, and when I talked to was great. Uh, the way that they were able to set it all up with the online format and the app and be able to talk to people and creators and link with people and network was very, it was awesome the way they were able to do it. Um, essentially on a short, you know, on a short time period because, you know, they plan these things way ahead of time and the pandemic came out of nowhere. So I'm sure they weren't prepared for anything like this, but it worked out. Um, hopefully everyone had as good a time as me and Dylan. Um, so yes, until next time, peace. Dom Fisher, Geek Vibes Nation. Dom Fisher uh, at geekvibesnation.com. Email, ring a player. And uh, yeah, I'm out. Peace.